is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. Yo, JJ Wang, you are dedication. You are how far from Niagara Falls right now as you're recording this podcast? About three and a half hours currently. Um, we stopped in some town outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll stop by Lake Erie on the way up there. Uh, maybe check it, check that out. Then we're going to swing about Buffalo, check out the couple of the, the wing joints that they got up there. Uh, I think there's three of them that we're going to visit, and then we're going to head to Niagara Falls. So it'll be fun. Wow, that's dedication on the road, recording a podcast. So if any news breaks, it's because we recorded it off air because I'm going to be out of town tomorrow as well. A couple of things, and then we're going to jump into today's topic. Number one, bees seem to be our nature, JJ Wang. You got attacked by bees two times this week. Yellow jackets have mauled me. It must be the theme of the couriers. I have it in the middle of my back, all over my feet. I feel your pain. Uh, J, uh, DJ Dove rankings went live today. I just wrapped them up, went through them. I'll be tweaking them. Wide receiver is a big hot mess. Let me just tell you that. I, I'm, I'm sitting there. You could you can go pretty deep with wide receivers, making me think about my drafting strategy this year more so. And running backs was fun because I, I feel like I could start later. I don't even know what to do when drafting this year. I think I just got to play the board as we go. You just do and the same thing you do. You just do the same thing you do every year. Draft them as they as they're ranked. I mean, it's just, it's just nothing me. really changes. I mean, you draft the highest ranking guys, and then you go from there. It's not like you're going to be drafting a guy ranked ninety second in like the fourth round. I mean, it's still. But like I said, it's just there's just so many guys. It feels like that's that's the hard part. You just don't know who to yeah, and sometimes there are, and you got to watch the market too, because there's got the guys that were the hardest for me to to rank were the guys that aren't like Saquon, Dal Cook, Leonard Fournette, and I'm trying to figure out where in the world to put them as I was going through. Those were the big struggles for me as I went through them. So we got there. And speaking of that, do you think Saquon's full of crap, or is he going to sit out this year? Oh, I don't know. I, I thought I thought Le'Veon Bell was full of crap. So you know, <laughs> if he's smart, he won't set out. But who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens offseason Evid- with the running back market. Evidently, all the running backs are on like a um, yeah. chat line, so they're trying to figure out how to fix this. Sorry, dude, there is no way to fix this. This is just what you've got to deal with. I was listening today. Really, probably the best way to fix this would be to get rid of the franchise tag for the running back. That you can't do that. You can't. I know you can't, but. In you can't run. get rid of you can't get rid of the franchise tag for one, and then expect everybody else to be happy with it. Sorry, that's yeah. there. There's literally no way to fix this. These people, the owners, don't want to pay you. They don't have to pay you. Yeah, that's it's, it's true. The the pretty soon kickers will be worth more as we go on. Uh, quick this week, one of the big things I'm doing uh, a little bit of housekeeping is trying to get the couriers to hit up with people. If you're on Facebook and you want to help spread some social media love, just feel free to share our posts. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a nice little comment there or some stars so that people can meet the couriers, see JJ Wang's handsome face there all the way up in Pittsburgh and get some of our wisdom. So this week, we're doing something a smidge different. We are going to jump in, and we're going to talk about dark horse guys. So the, a key thing to the careers, and I've been talking it up on my Scott Fishbowl group, is that we are 
a, a group that focuses not on those top guys. You hear enough about the top guys, and we say this often. You're, you're going to hear about CMC, Justin Jefferson, all of them occasionally, probably a little more during the next month as we talk about rankings. But we like to hit guys that other podcasts might not talk about except like right. once we a year. Hit the guys that aren't going to help you at all in fantasy unless the guy ahead of them gets injured. No, we hit the guys that are that next tier because nobody wins their nobody wins a league in the first three rounds. But most podcasts spend hours agnosium talking about the first two or three rounds of a draft. It, if you draft well in the first three rounds, but then the last eight guys suck, you're not going to win your league. So we're trying to hit this week. The goal are these guys that would be like fringe end of your draft kind of guys, maybe mid to end draft. They could be a flex guy, and if the stars align, they could really help you towards the end, or they could help you, or not at all. So we got uh, one for each position and a rookie to close that, us that's, up. That's what you've got. That's not at all what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> the Pennsylvania weather. He's getting ready to go to that Canadian smoke. Okay, well, then who is your first guy? Well, my first one, I was running back. I'm going to go to Zemir right here. Of course, you know Josh Jacobs. Great year last year. He's always been like a top 10 running back. Uh, of course, we talked about it earlier. The franchise tag with these running backs is getting very, very sketchy. So we think he's going to play, um, but we're not 100% sure. Um, but if he does play, I mean, it's kind of neither here nor there. But like the so one person can get all the run in the backfield. It's just not possible. And Zemir White is the backup running back. They don't have they pretty much anything after that. So it's Jacobs, Zemir White. And let's run the ball because they got Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. So they're not going to throw very much. So they're just going to run the ball as much as possible. And I think Zemir White, I mean, even if um dude Jacobs. doesn't get he doesn't get hurt, he's still going to get some run. Uh so yeah, I think if he gets hurt, I mean he goes flat right in. I think Zemir White has the possibility, like I said, especially in redraft, are you drafting him? Probably not. But like I said, dark horses. If you want somebody on the end of your roster, you know this is. I think this is a guy that might work out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. We thought this as well last year, and then he got next to no touches, which I thought was shocking. But then again, it's part of my opinion of Josh McDaniels, who I think is a terrible coach. Well, I mean, r- rookie running backs. I mean, he was late rounds. It's not like he was a high round draft pick. And Josh Jacobs was murdering it last year. Why are you going to hand the ball to anybody else? Hmm? It's kind of I mean, like the bar. It's kind of like the Barkley situation. Why are you handing it to anybody else? So I mean, these guys got to get hurt before they will be. Yeah. Probably. What if I were to tell you that at uh, in, if you're drafting in a PPR league at the 283rd pick, you could get a quarterback who has thrown for 3,500 yards for three seasons. That'd be a pretty standard, pretty good get, right? Sure. What if I were to tell you that that quarterback was Baker Mayfield? I feel about the same way about him as I do about Jimmy Garoppolo. So. <laughs> uh, I think the situ- for me, situation is what dictates. Baker's a guy that I don't have a problem throwing a dart. This is a guy late in, and I'm thinking more super flex. If you're in a one-quarterback league, Baker's not even a thought. But uh, most of us have transitioned over to super flex one way or another, and you need to fill that last bench. And my Scott Fishbowl thing, I was like, and quarterbacks went – went crazy and I had to fill some other spots. So I was like, I need the last quarterback. I got Baker. I'm getting ready to pick Kyle Trask just in case because you never know in the NFL. But Baker steps into a situation where he has Mike Evans. He has Chris Godwin. He's got Cade Otten. He's got uh, 
Rashad White ready to break out, and Keyshawn Vaughn is watching them all play football. And the team, I think, is going to be terrible. Defense isn't going to be stellar, so he's going to have to throw the rock. He's had a couple good years. He was a number one draft pick. I mean, this is his last chance. And at that point in the draft, if you pull Baker and he has one of those 3,500-yard seasons to be your super flex third quarterback, he could slip into your second quarterback and help get you over the hump. Sure. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, considering Baker's still living off the second half of his rookie season, it's pretty much why everybody still likes Baker. Um, After that, he's been well below average, I believe. I don't think he's been a very good starting quarterback at all. Don't think much is going to change there in, in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady struggled last year with Tampa. I mean, he threw for a lot, but he struggled. And I, a 45-year-old Tom Brady is still better than Baker Mayfield at any point in his career. So, I mean, yeah, dark horse, absolutely. I'm probably not having him on my team. Okay, I'm going to jump to – going along with the theme, I was going to hold Baker for a moment, but my, my next guy goes along with the Zamir White kind of theme. We're talking about running backs who are not – maybe not play. Like, I think Jacobs will play. He's never really said, like, I'm not going to play. Saquon, on the other hand, I, I think – I wrote in a couple of our leagues. I think they the Giants would say, Saquon, peace out, dude. We're going to sign Dal Cook, although it seems like Dalvin Cook there, – there was a rumor going around today that he might have a uh, – uh, suspension coming or something. It could be bogus. Who knows? But Saquon burned a lot of bridges this week. One of his comments was like, F my, F my team, F my teammates. And I'm like, those are the guys that will support you. Did, and I'm curious to see what, what they're going to say. Think he, I don't that. think he said it. I don't think he said it like that, though. That's not how – That's. I don't think that's how it was said. He, he said, I could say F my team. I could say F my teammates. Yeah, so, so there's a big difference in saying I could say that and I said that. The comment. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to get it real quickly here. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But he 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 didn't say f my teammates. Oh, my my leverage is I I could say f, yeah. f the Giants, f my teammates. And yeah. And, I, and to me, if I'm sitting on a team, but he throws that out, I'm like, man, this guy's saying I could say. I don't know. But my point is, just recently they signed one of our a guy we liked a couple years ago, but basically died and was left for dead, that was James Robinson. James Robinson now plays for the New York Giants. Might be worth a stash um, if Saquon sits out a month, because we're looking at Matt Breida, James Robinson, probably a combo, maybe like a thunder and lightning. Matt Breida's faster, fast as the wind. And then James Robinson's a, a, a bowling ball who up until, the, I mean, his first two years, he averaged 4.6 yards a carry, which is pretty steadily for a NFL running back to get. And situational there, especially because I was hearing some stats like guys who skip, who miss training camp, have possible hammy injuries come up because they're just not in football shape, even through working out. So it's it'll, this this could totally flop in a week if Saquon says, hey, just kidding, I'm going to play for the Giants and get my bag of cash next year or hope to. Um, but if it lingers, James Robinson could have some flex appeal for at least the first month of the season. It's possible. Um, he hasn't been all that great the last year or two. Um, he's got an opportunity. He's been okay, but I feel like it's That's probably about the he's, he's just going to be like that running back who's going to be on a team for the rest of his um, probably the rest of his career and just never really get a whole lot of um, He's going to be a trivia question, isn't he? Yeah, pretty Basically. much. But he, <laughs> he was like, so good. I, I love the guy. He was great while he lasted. Um, my guy, I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, with a guy that pretty much like kind of started me with fantasy. Like one of my first like guys that I really liked when I started doing dynasty 
and that's Paris Campbell. I mean, he also, I think, plays for the Giants, correct? That's where he's at. He plays the Giants, right? So, Paris Campbell, you know, the first two seasons, injury bug, nobody liked him, always hurt. Last last season, he played all 17 games, had a decent season considering the fact that Matt Ryan was throwing it to him. And considering that he missed his first two seasons, the third season, like I said, way better than anybody. I think it was like 800 yards. Um, I think he got like two touchdowns. So, I mean, if you're looking for a dark horse, I mean, the slot receiver, new quarterback, now they're not going to throw a lot. But he can get down the field, um, maybe, like I said, fourth-year wide receiver. Back in the day, it would take three years for these wide receivers, you know, to earn their spot on the roster. It's not like that anymore. But this guy's still young, still fast, played a full 17 games. And I think at this point, you can't give up on guys like this. You still got to give them an opportunity. And along with my last thing, during OTAs, they were lining Paris Campbell up in the backfield. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. But I mean that. But if they're going to give him some touches, that if we're looking for a path to he, Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell's like five ten, one seventy. I don't see him getting a lot of touches out of the backfield. His speed in, in, in this modern NFL, I don't know. But if uh, I believe H. Chain could how get many, the work done, wasn't big. How, how many times do we hear this? Oh, tons. Be- exactly, and it they, and it never and it never pans out. So I expect Paris Hilton to line up in the slot. 100% of the time. I can't wait to see Paris Hilton, see how many scores she can get there when she goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> Freudian slip, I love it. Uh, yeah, Paris Campbell, it's, it's not a terrible pick. How many times have you had him on and off your roster over the years? I've had him dozens of times. <laughs> Drop him. Oh, maybe he's coming back. Drop him because he's he's got that D-Jax. D-Jackson is like my – almost like my epitome of the best best ball guy you could have. He's going to get you 110 yards and two touchdowns or five yards. Yeah, so, I mean that's like I thought you could ask for just by the four flex spot. I mean, if he plays well. Yeah, so my next guy is a is a maybe if if all the stars align kind of guy, a guy we liked. Uh, I'm gonna tell you two guys college stats. One guy had 1180 yards, 13 touchdowns, and the other guy in his career had oh we'll say his last two we'll do the last two years had 1700 yards and 12 touchdowns. The first guy was Ramondre Stevenson, and the second guy is Keontae Ingram from the Arizona Cardinals. We thought last year he might show something. Uh, Keontae Ingram showed diddly squat. He had a whopping 60 yards last year and a touchdown in a a place where we thought James Conner gets hurt. He's probably going to get hurt. He scored too many touchdowns the year before, but he just consistently plodded along. And I like seeing James Conner succeed. But the Cardinals aren't going to be good. They're going to be, right now, I think they're the odds-on favorites to get the first pick in the draft. Uh, Kyler's not going to come back for a while. You're going to start with um, Colt McCoy, maybe, or Thune as their quarterback. So Keontae Ingram might get some play in here to see what they got in the in the second year running back or James Conner might get hurt and then he steps up. So if you have deep rosters or just a guy to monitor, Keontae Ingram might be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, worth keeping an eye on, but like I said, all this deep rosters, if you're playing redraft, there's really not a deep roster that you're going to keep these guys on. These are, these are the guys pretty much you're going to be picking up off the paying your money on the waiver wire for. I mean, that's what that's what the, that's what these guys are. That's what these dark horses or are dynasty for. stashes at least. Or dy- dynasty stash. Well, dynasty stash are probably all already on my team yeah. most likely. So yeah, I mean, there's a chance James Conner likes to get hurt. Um, but if James Conner's playing, he's going to get all the run. 
So, I mean, I like Keontae Ingram. I don't have much to say. Like I said, didn't get a lot of a lot of run last year. But I mean, given the opportunity, who knows? Maybe. He's I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stick at wide receiver here. Um, this is one of my favorite guys last year. I'm gonna go John Metchie. Ooh. So we want to talk about opportunity. I think the opportunity is there for John Metchie. So he's a second round pick. So he's a high pick. Um, they so he's got that draft capital. Um, like I said, he got the cancer leukemia. Completely healed from what I gather, so he should be 100%. So coming into the season, really the only person that he's competing with is Nico. a 31-year-old Robert Woods, right? Nico. Uh, yeah, I was getting there. Give me a second. <laughs> so we got Robert Woods. He's 31 years old. Nobody's seen Robert Woods in, what, two or three years? Uh, so evidently, they still seem to think he's going to be like a great wide receiver there. I don't really don't see that happening. Nico Collins, we like. Um, there's still opportunity there for him. So you could probably throw him in here too. Nico Collins and John Mechie. Young quarterback. So the young quarterback has young receivers to grow with. Like Mechie was really good at Alabama. So I mean, if he can keep his feet, he's like a 4-3 guy coming out. So he's fast. Uh, CJ Stroud can throw the deep ball. So I mean, I think there's real, real possibility. I mean, this guy's going to get his chance. I, I love this guy. I'm sitting on him. In one or two dynasty leagues, like man, I, I drafted him. I think he was going what second round last year, I believe. Second, maybe yeah, yeah. third. Yeah, because yeah, he the talent is just there. Just being that stud from Alabama, he was rolling there with Waddle, you know, with all those guys in there, just a beast. Um, him and Jameson were the two guys. And yeah, he, he was, was supposed to be the guy coming into that season. Jameson obviously stood out a little bit more, but coming into the NFL, Jameson may never play. <laughs> I mean, John Messi knows to keep his finger off his DraftKings account and just to play football. Hopefully, yeah. that'll get. <laughs> but yeah, I like the opportunity. He's he's a guy. Out. Would you even c consider him? How many? Is he just a waiver watch, or is he one that you might stash with your like sixteenth, seventeenth pick? Do you think? I don't think. I don't think I can pick him up at that point. It's it's, yeah. it's still kind of tough. You just don't know what's going to go. You just don't know what's going on. Rookie, I mean, he's coming back from leukemia. So you have no idea. Um, if somebody wants to pick him up, I'm, I go for it. But I'd probably like to wait maybe after that first week, see what happens, then maybe yeah. try to go get him at that point. I think rookie quarterback will keep him waiver-wired for a while. My next receiver is a guy who I think you could maybe pick with that last pick. Vonchi Lawson Jefferson Jr., also known as Van Jefferson. Of this of the I almost called him the St. Louis Rams. I'm so old. Of the Los Angeles Rams. There's Cooper Cup and there's Cooper Cup. That's the that's really the depth chart left on the Rams. Last year they were decimated by injury. That team, man, Sean McVay to win whatever he did win last year deserves coach of the year because they just got demolished by injury and then Cam Akers took over the team. But somebody's got to step into that second role by Robert Woods at some point. Van Jefferson has shown has shown splashes at times. I mean, the other year he played 17 games, had 800 yards and six touchdowns. He's 6'1", 200, so he's not huge, not tiny. I mean, 6'1", is pretty good for a receiver. And But opportunity, I, I see Matt Stafford having a bounce-back year this year. He's got something to prove. I mean, he already told him he's going to be the Rams because they're not going to cut him because he has all that guaranteed money. And I think my Stetson Bennett drafts are going to be a waste. But I think Van Jefferson, I like Puka. You know, I love my Puka. But 
Van Jefferson's going to be number two on that team, which should garner him close to that 806 that he got the other year. He had 50 receptions. He could even get more than that because, I mean, Higby doesn't get a lot of catches. He he gets he gets targets and stuff, but they could get comparable numbers maybe. But Cooper Cup's going to kill it. Why not give Van Jefferson some some ball this year? He's going into year four. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, there's like I said, there's not very, very, very many wide receivers. They're still at 2-2. You forgot to add him. I think there's one more. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, I mean, the opportunity – Opportunities there. He hasn't really produced a whole lot. Like say he had that one year kind of disappeared. Other than that, um, we've all been waiting for him to do something. Hopefully, this is the year. I mean, I like Van Jefferson. I think I still got him. I think I still got him one place. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping he um bounces back for a good year. Like get 800, 800, 900 yards, maybe five, six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he went um in my Scott Fishbowl. He went in the seventeenth round. Yeah, that's including kickers, which scored ridiculous guys. So I have a tight end because you know I love my tight ends. This tight end had 16 targets in the red zone last year, and he's getting thrown to by our dark horse quarterback, and that's Cade. No, 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 no. That's your dark horse quarterback, not ours. <laughs> we're, we're we're married through podcast, right? No, we're not. Not when it comes to no Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo are not mine in any way. Sorry. <laughs> From my favorite quarterback this year, Baker Mayfield. I might have to find a bold prediction for him for the bold prediction show. Uh, Cade Otten. He's going in. They drafted a rookie. He's not going to put a lot up. Uh, not going to get. Not going to get in his way. Baker Mayfield doesn't throw the ball far, so he's going to have to throw to a tight end. Cade Otten's got decent size to throw to. The dude is six five, two forty five, and he can catch the ball. So he had. But I, saw, I lost my numbers here. I want to say it was like 60-some-odd targets last year. But in if they ever get close to the red zone, Kate Otten, he had 42 receptions last year. So on 65 targets, yeah. But I think Kate Otten, and he is going so late, so, so, so late that if you're like, I'm not going to get one of the top two tight ends and I'm going to literally the last round, you might be able to pick up Kate Otten. That's possible. Um, is a death town. <laughs> I mean, yeah, tight ends are – I mean, there's a chance that he has a good game here and there, but at the end of the day, it's pretty much – I don't see him throwing for a lot of yards, and I'm pretty sure Mike Evans is telling Baker Mayfield, look, dude, I've had a 1,000 yards every year in my NFL career, and you better only be throwing to me to make sure I get that 1,000 yards. Plus, there's still Chris God, there's still Chris Godwin on the other side. So, Baker's going to be throwing to Evans a lot. Pretty sure, even in the red zone, big target. Yeah, Godwin's still at Godwin's a huge target in the red zone. I he love he gets a lot of targets. So I mean, there's there's not gonna be a lot of targets to go around, but yeah, he is a tight end. You only need like three catches for thirty yards to be relevant. So I mean, yeah. You know that Mike Evans, if he can get that thousand yards this year, will be tied for a second with the most thousand yep. yard season in a career with Randy Moss. I don't think he's. But I'm gonna pretty. I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure he's the only person to do it consecutively this many times. Since his rookie, yeah, it probably, yeah, I think that's every, the, I think that's every, the most every, every year he's had a thousand yards. I'm pretty sure he's the only one to do that consecutively this year. Yeah. I remember his story coming up. Seems like a yeah. Good yeah, so my last guy here, um, I'm going to go um, New England Patriots. I'm going to go Pierre Strong. Hmm. Um, of course, we all love Ramondre Stevenson. Um, there is talk of Dalvin Cook going to the Patriots, but it seems like everybody is going to the Patriots as a free agent. So I don't really see that happening. Of course, there is Ramondre. New England is usually like a two running back, you know, type type deal. The last couple of years with um uh 
the other Harris. running back. Your, your favorite Harris. boy. My, yeah, Damian Harris, my boy. Um, the difference, um, Pierce Strong can't catch the ball, so he got maybe he can line into that James White role. He did break off a big run last year. Um, so maybe a little thunder and lightning type with Ramondre. Ramondre's going to get a lot of carries. Um, there's not, like I said, there's not much behind Pierre Strong, so it's going to be Ramondre and Pierre Strong, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot because they got Mac Jones at quarterback. Hey, I I like some Pierre Strong. And to the Dal Cook thing, I think he's going to every team in the NFL. I saw him going to Absolutely. Tampa today. I've yep. seen it. I mean, apparently, New England's, from what I hear, they're throwing money at him just to make Miami and the Jets spend more money. Uh, Pierre Strong could get that lightning roll or the reminder could throw for a thousand yards. I have Pierre in a couple places. I like the, the opportunity. And we've all been waiting for a James White since James White. James White. <laughs> since James White. And I mean, Pierre Strong's not a small dude. That's the interesting thing about it. I mean, he's 212, 5'11. So he's, he's got, if he catches the ball, I feel he hits bad him. for a running back. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's if, a good size. He's over 200 pounds, which is the new, you know. Yeah, and if Ramondre goes down, I mean, he's got, like I said, he's got the size. He could fill in, fill in, be, you know, maybe that RB1 for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's, uh, I can't argue I like him. He's a little interesting. He's a little older, too. So I got two two guys to throw out just naming real quick. Um, rookies, we've talked about, Agnazio, a guy to keep an eye on. It sounds like when I made the show, docket. Daenerik Prince was a name I was thinking of out of Tulsa, the rookie at Kansas City, because Pacheco was supposedly, he's starting on the pup right now, but they're saying signs are looking that he might come in. But then again, I'm looking at Kansas City. They'll throw in you, me, my wife, my daughter, and my son, and your daughter in at running back and still be successful because Pacheco's got no draft capital. They get a first-round guy. They don't play him because he's always hurt or he stinks. So Daenerys Prince might be a guy just to keep an eye on, or if you're in Dynasty and you got deep rosters, stash him there at the end. I've seen him on a bunch of waivers for a week or two, see if he even gets touched or taxi squad him. And possibly um, Dwayne McBride in Minnesota. We talked about him, you know, the guy with five catches in college and a ton of running yards. If they end up keeping Madison, I'm, how do you – I'm not high on Madison, and I can't figure out what it is. I think I don't think Madison is special in any way. Um, he's been like an elite backup, but every time yeah. he comes in, I'm, every time he comes in, he's okay. I mean, I'm not sure Madison on my team would I be super happy? No, but I mean, he's he's solid. I mean, he's going to get the run to start out with. Um, RB two, I think. I don't think there's RB one upside, but I'm more of a Ty Chandler guy. I think Ty Chandler's a little faster, catch the ball a little better. So before Dwayne McBride, so I think he's more NFL caliber running back. Dwayne McBride might get ground the pound. He might get some goal line. That's where I've seen him, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Ty Chandler guy. Um, Daenerys Prince, as far as Daenerys Prince goes, um, from what I'm hearing, he, he will be playing um, special teams. So he's a good special teams player. So that'll keep him on the roster. Given the opportunity, he's really fast. Um, I, I got him on a couple rosters. He's fast, plays special teams. Coaches are going to like him. Yep. Okay, JJ Wang. Those are some dark horses. That's our almost the theme of our show. I we pulled some names. Maybe some of y'all never thought about stash them in the back of your mind. If they're not there, stash them on your deep dynasty roster. Just watch them the first couple weeks because really the most important waiver wire is week one and week two when you're like, hey, this guy bumped. If you have Fab and you have a hundred dollars in waiver Fab after week two, you probably played the game wrong and you're behind the eight ball at this point so check out my rankings this week tell me what you think they are fluid because i still don't know what to do with stinking saquon or dal cook or leonard fournette and some of that might change and they're fun to play with and move up and down but give us some wisdom before you 
get your sleep on to go drive up to Lake Erie tomorrow. Words of wisdom. I'm like, I'm not. A, I'm not a very big planner, right? I'm not. I don't plan. I'm like, I didn't know you were on vacation till today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on the wind type guy, right? So we. I end up leaving a day earlier. So the words of wisdom. Make sure you get your hotel rooms in advance because if you try to go get one yeah. last minute, it's a little hard. I went through seven hotels before I actually found one that um, oh. can fit me in. So I'm, I'm glad it. You know, but yeah. If at all possibility, make sure you book your room in advance just so you know you got a room where you're going. Eventually, you'll find one, but <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. But as always, trust yourself and trust the process.